are invited to the table of the Lord and to be fed by him. After a sermon, you move quietly with humility in reverence to go and wash one another's feet. We will come back for the communion service. After the communion service, in that atmosphere of humility, we will do a one-item business meeting. Now, I want to tell you how important business meetings are. The church has voted in the church board. The church board, the one that do the administration, day-to-day -day nitty gritty of the business of the church. The church give a framework, a general framework for the church board to operate, for the administration to operate. And so once in a while they come to you and give you a report and also seek directions. Business meetings are very, very important. And so, when we call for business meeting, it is very, if you love the Lord, and if you love this church, it is very, very important for you to attend. So that all of us can put our heads together and advance the kingdom of God here. If business meeting is called, and you refuse to come, it is a sign of your vote of yes. Are you getting me right? Yes. So then the few who come and vote, you have already voted with them. But if you want your voice to be heard and see business meeting as the way we conduct business and seek advice and counsel with the Lord and uh, the priority of our decision for us to carry on the business of the, of the church, then it is incumbent upon you that we take business meeting very, very serious. Very, very serious. Business meetings are very, very serious. And we should see, see it as that. So don't neglect attending business meetings. Your voice is very, very important. It is not after the business meeting where you did not come, then you make comments. But if you have any comment, we need your wisdom that you should attend business meeting. Prayer meeting is also very important, and I want to appreciate the last business meeting we had 10 days ago. Prayer meeting, sorry, prayer meeting that we had about 10 days ago. The attendance was great. Say it to yourself. At least I counted about 50 people. Isn't that nice? You even surprised me. And Sister Lorraine walked to me and said, Pastor, you have been talking about this. Today they have come. Say something to them. <laughs> so I want to appreciate. Prayer meeting is very, very important. We have no weapon but prayer. Yes. Prayer is our weapon against the 
of the devil. So anytime we call, call for corporate prayer, please come in your numbers. And then you are, you are saying prayer, take it as serious. Together we can aspire and together we can achieve. It is based upon these issues I'm talking to you about, business meeting, prayer meeting, that has led me to the sermon of today. The power of surrender. Let's pray. Father, the hour has come that your people are waiting to hear the voice of God speak to the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. Please, Lord, speak through me, your servant, that I may speak. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Let the whole church say, Amen. Amen. The power of surrender. Today, I want to impress upon you that when you sing that song, hymn SDA, hymn number 309, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I owe, it will have a meaning to you. Don't just sing that song, all to Jesus I surrender, and after that, you fight among ourselves. Don't sing that song, all to Jesus I surrender, and then we argue. And then we backbite. And then we gossip. And then we show unfaithfulness in our giving. But you just sang all to Jesus as surrender. The power of surrender. Surrender is not giving up your personality. It is not. When you surrender, it doesn't mean you are giving your personality. We are told that in heaven we can recognize each other. I will know you at the family. I will see you at the diary. And I will see you when you come and you go, you come and you go, and we tell redemption stories, right? We will know each other. So, surrender is not giving up your personality. We will not surrender to the enemy. We will not surrender to Lucifer. To him, we say, no retreat, no surrender. But when we sing about all to Jesus as surrender, it doesn't mean you are giving up your personality. Number two, surrender does not mean checking your brain at the door. I hope you knew what, what, what I mean. Checking your brain at the door means as you are coming to church, as soon as you reach the church door, then you lock up your mind on something, and then you enter. Surrender does not mean come here and be a hypocrite. I told you a story of a man who did this brain at the door that he went to fight one man at Seventh-day Adventist on a Sabbath day. On a Sabbath day about the land. And this man was loud mouthed, cursing and cursing and cursing 
the man and tell him, if you're a man, come out, I will beat the hell out of you. This Adventist was so infuriated, fuming, nose blowing hot air, dash into his room, go and put on the sneakers with a belt, come in to fight. On a Sabbath day, the wife was in the master bedroom. And saw, she saw how the man dashed into the room, put on his knickers, and was rushing out. And she saw something was wrong. Thank God for our wives. So that they, they, these women, they have intuition. And she followed him. And the man went outside to where this man was cursing and insulting and uh, trying to fight. And the Adventist man made a fist, ready to throw a blow. And the wife shouted, Daddy, don't do that. Today is a Sabbath day. And then the hand was caught like a magnet. And then slowly it dropped down. And then this adversary man told the man who was cursing, you are lucky today is a Sabbath day. <laughs> if you come tomorrow and do this thing, you will see the man out of me. So on a Sabbath day, you will not fight. But on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you will fight. That is locking, checking your brain at the door. Surrender is not becoming a spiritual weakening. So that when you surrender, it means you are weak. Surrender does not mean weakness. Therefore, what is surrender? Let's read from Romans chapter 6, verse 13, according to our scripture reading. Romans chapter 6, verse 13. Do not... Do not let any part of your body become a tool of wickedness to be used for sinning. Instead, give yourselves completely to God since you are being given new life. And use your whole body as a tool to do what is right for the glory of God. Surrender. Number one means, surrender number one means admitting that God's way is the best. Surrender means you admitting that God's way is the best. That your way is wrong. That your way is sin. That your way is selfishness. That your way is greediness. That your way is pride. So surrender is actually you coming to a conclusion and admitting that God's way is the best. And 
you come to that conclusion, now you can sing that song, not I, but Christ, beloved and exalted. That's surrender. Surrender means you coming to a conclusion, and I want you this morning, before we come to the Lord's table and eat the Lord's supper, that all of us can come to a conclusion and admit that Christ's way is the best for our lives. So when you surrender, you are not actually giving up anything. You are actually taking what is best upon yourself, what is good for you. Surrender means choosing to give God control. That's surrender. That you have chosen to give God control over your life. One day in my house, I see a phone call from these Uru companies that say they can clean your computer. They call me and say, do you know your computer is infest, infect, infected? Wow. They say there are 200 or so uh, viruses on your computer. And I was so ignorant, I didn't know. So they tell to show me, say, we want to clean it for you. Wow. They say, do this, do that, do that. When I finished, I saw that I have lost control over my computer. And that they are controlling my computer from where, I don't I really know where, where, where they were operating from. So I saw that they are controlling the mouse and doing this and doing that and doing that and doing that. Wow. So you see, when you surrender, it means you are no longer controlling situations. You are allowing God to control. You are not in charge of the steering. You have handed it over to Jesus Christ. You are not in charge of your life. You have given God control over your life. That means if God is in control, you are not going to run your mouth. Are you listening to me? If God is in control, then you are not going to be proud. That is why the Bible instituted Christ did that communion service before he left. See, when you go down and you wash one another's feet, you are doing what is called the service of humility. You are humbling yourself. You want God to take control over your life. You want to surrender. Number three. Number three. Surrender means... Listen to what the scripture says here. What surrender means. Listen to the scripture. That surrender means inviting God to change your life. That's number two. Inviting God to change your heart. In Psalm 5 verse 10 says, Create in me a clear heart, O God, and renew the right spirit within me. That's surrender. You are asking God to change your heart. This heart of stone. This heart that is angry. But one of our church members told me, Pastor, I, I can't control my temper. 
I can't control. So when that person gets angry, she can say anything. She can even tell the husband, pack your things out of this house. Because she's angry. So it's that when you are angry, the hell must come down. So yes, when we are angry, we lose control. We can't control our heart. I had a gentleman who was helping me through Abidjan. When I arrived at first, I couldn't speak French. So this guy who could speak little English was always with me. And anytime he makes a mistake and I try to talk to him, he said, boss, hold your heart. <laughs> Even though he has done a terrible mistake, he said, boss, hold your heart. Maybe there's a, a sense in it that we can hold our heart instead of letting words fly out. Instead of saying what we want. Because sometimes we say things just to think, get released. But the things you say and the things you do, we get angry. Sometimes in a meeting, you walk out because your point was not taken. Or because people do not understand what you are saying. Why are we doing that to ourselves in the church? Why? This is not my business. This is God's business. So let's treat one another well. We need God to change our hearts. We need to surrender. This morning is my prayer as your pastor that as you come to the table, that we will come in a surrendered heart. A humble heart. Number three, surrender. What does it mean? Surrender means, oh boy. Surrender means open your mind to a new reality. That's what surrender means. You are opening your mind to a new reality. In John chapter 14, verse 21. Those who obey my Commandments are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my father will love them. And I will love them. And I will reveal myself to each one of them. So when you surrender, you come to a new reality. Christ has revealed himself. And Christ is living his life in you. A new reality. So it's no more what you want. It's what the master want you to do. There is a song by the Presbyterians when I was a little boy in my village that they used to sing. But when I sing it, you understand, but I will translate for you. They say, something I want to do that really my heart want to do, I must first ask Jesus if it will please him. Are you listening to me? You want to do something that's what you really would think you should do. But first, ask Jesus if it will please him. So in every situation you find yourself, ask the Lord. Lord, if you are in my shoe right now, what will you do? If Jesus will not curse, then don't curse. If Jesus will not get angry, then don't get angry. If Jesus will not fight, then don't fight. 
This is what it means to surrender. You do, you have now come to a new reality in your life that is not you, but Christ. Surrender, what does he do? It causes a positive paradigm shift in your life. That's what surrender means. Your life has been changed for the better. We have heard all this week how celebrities are committing suicide. So now we have now come to the realize that um, fame, if somebody has said, when you become fame, the next step is to become infamous. So fame is nothing. Big name is nothing. Big dollars is nothing. People are famous, going around the world. Anthony Bourdain came to Ghana, 2002. Even he drank kutuku. Ogogoro, he drank Ogogoro. Just to please the people. Became so popular. We thought everything was okay. But life is not okay without Jesus Christ. You may have all the dollars. You may have all the name. But your life is empty. You are an empty bar. You know, in the same Ten Commandments that we saw, Chester Hester was the name of the wood play the role of Moses, when Queen Nefertiti wanted to entice him that I am Egypt, so you love me, you accept the conditions in Egypt, forget about your Hebrew people. Moses told her, you are a piece of clay. That was shocking. Nefertiti was a very beautiful woman. But Moses told her, you are a piece of clay. Let me tell you, we are all piece of clay without Jesus Christ. With Jesus, we are somebody. So you see, when you come to Jesus, when you surrender your life to Jesus, there is cause for a positive paradigm shift. Your life has been shifted. Look, your focus is no more about this world. Your focus is on heaven. Your focus is not to make yourself happy because happiness is actually empty. The good food is nothing. Because you ate yesterday good food, today you eat good food, what happens to you? And I have come to realize that the good food is the one killing all of us. But what will let us live and be happy is a surrendered life to Jesus Christ. In the book of John, chapter 15, verse 10 to 11. When you obey me, you will remain in my love. Just as I obey my father, I remain in his love. I have told you this so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Hallelujah. You see, when you are in Jesus, there is joy. There is joy in your life. When you are not with Jesus, you have an empty life. You can have, uh, did Trump say, 
all the news about him are fake news. Did he say that? So when you are not with Jesus, you have a fake life. Your life is fake. You are only putting up. But deep inside you, you know that things are not right. <laughs> deep inside you, you know that you are just an empty barrel. But with Jesus, you have a good life. With Jesus, you have a hope. With Jesus, you have a life that you will live in fullness of joy. Christ says, I have come that they may have joy and that their joy may be complete. Yes, he says, I have told you this so that you will be filled with my joy. There is joy in a surrendered life in Jesus Christ. So this morning as we come to table, let's surrender ourselves. You are not giving up anything. You are actually getting joy in your life. You are actually getting a pardon shift in your life. You are actually getting something that will lead you to eternity. What that surrender means? It means it empowers you for dynamic service. When you surrender your life, Christ empowers you for dynamic service. In the book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 35, 23, 32, Acts chapter 5, verse 32 says, We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who is given by God to those who obey him. So when you surrender your life, Christ empowers you, because he has said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Go and be my disciples, and he says, Go to all the world, and I, you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes unto you. And you will go into all the world and be my disciples. You will receive power in Christ. The world will give you nothing, nothing, and nothing. But Christ will give you the power. What standard life means, it leads you to, number, number three, it leads you to God-driven worship. God-driven worship. So when you come here, and even somebody walking here without a shoe, you will not be looking at that. When somebody comes here with some haircut or some undressed hair, you don't look at that. Because we come here to look at the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. We come here to worship him. We come here not to look at ourselves. We come here to look at the face of Jesus Christ. That's what a surrender life means. Today, as we come to table, don't look at me. Don't look at the elders who are going to officiate. Look at the day when we sit at table. Are we going to sit at the table? I'm gonna sit at the table. Welcome table. I'm gonna sit at the welcome table. One of these days, Hallelujah. I'm gonna sit at the welcome table. I'm gonna sit at the welcome table. One of these days, one of these days, we are going to sit at the table where Jesus Christ will officiate. We will have joy. We will tell him where we have come from. He will tell us the redemption story. We will not know 
our surrender has not been in vain. Our hope has not been disappointed. And that he is going to tell us, well done, good and faithful servant, you will surrender your life to me. And here is my father's kingdom that I'm going to reign with you forever and ever. This earth is not our home. Heaven is our goal. Let us surrender our lives. Let us live a surrendered life. May God bless you. May God guide you. May God help you. That all of us will be humble in this church. We will allow Christ to work his will in us. We will humble ourselves. We will live like Christ in every situation. Ask yourself what Christ will do. Ask yourself. May God help us. In Jesus' name. Amen. With this, we are going to go to But if you have heard this sermon, and you feel we should pray together, and you want to meet me and pray, please come forward. Come forward. Oh, to Jesus. I surrender to him I freely give I will ever love and trust him in his presence before you we have heard your voice you said we should take your work upon us and we have come we want to live the life of Christ so we have come to say take us now and help us to completely and totally surrender to you help us to know from this day forward not I, but Christ. 
be seen, be known, and be heard. Help us that you will live your life within us, O Lord. Whatever we have done against you, that has prevented us from completely surrendering to you, forgive us right now. Wash us right now. O Lord, dip us into that crimson blood and help us to lose all our guilty stains. So we thank you. Because you love us, you always call us to order. Please, let today be a day of a complete change. Let today be a paradigm shift in our Christian life that we can truly say we have surrendered to you. Even as we prepare for communion service, I pray that you will fill this room with your presence. Help us to see nothing but the face of Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we thank you. As you have come before you, whatever is bothering us in our lives, be it sickness, financial problem, or marital problem, we submit all at the feet of Jesus Christ. Take care of them, O Lord, and set us free. Because you have said, if the Son can set you free, you shall be free indeed. Today, as we surrender to you, help us to be free indeed in you. Take care of our diseases and sicknesses. Take care of our financial situation. Take care of all our problems. And give us a free mind to serve you with joy and gladness. So we thank you. All we are saying this hour is glory be unto your name. All we are saying this hour is that we appreciate what you have done for us. Please accept our appreciation. Please accept us as we are. And please empower us to keep on surrendering to you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Please be seated.